Welcome to the No Practice Podcast, where we cover the only sport in the world where there is no practice. With your mini rod driving host, Adam Kester, Tyler Slaw, and Chase Richardson. Strap in for some debates on the world of pulling, exclusive special guests, and a whole lot of nonsense BS. The No Practice Podcast starts now. Now. What's up, pulling fans across? Up? We're back. Year two of the No Practice Podcast. We can say year two now because we made it through uh, six episodes in 2020. Love That's the right. fa- love the fan engagement. This is growing week. We tell you every. It's kind of like a repetitive story when you go on the show. But this uh, a real thing with a real audience. And it's again, we're here to represent the old where there is no practice. And here to promote the greatest motorsport. I'm Chase Richardson, joined by my co-host, uh, Mr. Tyler Illegal Tractor Saw. Yes, I thought you have a new nickname, Mr. Illegal Tractor Saw. We'll get more to that a little later. Uh, then my there to my right, Adam. I bet you can predict reverse takeoff, Kester. We've yet through through six episodes of really me rod reverse takeoff dynamic that exists in our world but we will uh today so glad you're here back joining us the beers was awesome phenomenal don't let your team watch it because billy is a guy who's uh he's just billy and we always target we did had to had to add a few rules for future guests because we haven't really had any rules in place but billy beers are into those publicly but Thank you for your show. Thank you for the amazing last show. And then also, as promised, there is a Billy Beers t-shirt on the Full Pull website. The don't, and uh, I won't say the last sweater letter there, with Billy Beers available on sale, fullpull.us. I think we sold, uh, if I'm not mistaken, before the holidays. Great holiday stock stuff or just don't. And then also, don't forget, you can also get your No Practice podcast gear, an enormous amount of those through the holidays. Thank you. We love you. I don't want to. I won't. I don't want to talk about your track, but I hope you had a great holiday. for you. Yes, things are good. Things are good. Uh, Tractor still illegal, but that's quite all right. Um, for those of you that aren't uh, watching on the video platform, only the audio. I did have to pull out my whiteboard behind me, and. Uh, We've got the chase interrupts, of course, but uh, there's no tallies in that. But we do have a new addition um, by request of some fans and listeners of, we get it, Adam backed into the sled. Um, We are, oh, I don't know, not even five minutes into our first year (laughs) of the No Practice podcast. And we do have two check marks already where Chase had to point out that Adam backed into the sled. So just pointing that out, been getting a lot of feedback, most of it good. Uh, Chase, they're telling us we understand Adam backed into the sled. It happened. There's video evidence. We're going to keep tallies now. And while I reset your interruptions board, 
uh, every show just because I can't afford to fit that many tallies on this whiteboard because I can't buy a big enough one. We are going to keep the we get it Adam back into the sled permanent as a running tally. So you got to watch yourself on that one. We're keeping track, boy. Adam, I hope you had a good Christmas. He just ran it. Opening, opening some Christmas gifts. What'd you get, boy? Oh, man. It was quite the Christmas. I got to say, it was uh, very good. My, uh, my son got to rip open some wrapping paper on some stuff. He was more interested in the boxes and the wrapping paper and all that stuff, which is really great to watch him and, and our family uh, get gifts and exchange gifts. I'm kind of a Scrooge. Uh, we, me and my wife don't really get gifts for ourselves anymore. And then she goes and buys me something. Um, What'd you get? Clothes and whatnot. But, uh, well, it's not for my wife. Just say my wife, she gave me the most memorable Christmas gift that I can ever imagine. And, um, I don't know if you guys understand this when I say it. I got a bidet. Oh, I got a hot for my butt. Is it pretty good on the keys? <laughs> um, I don't know. I to be honest with you, Tyler. I don't know that. You don't know. You just um, what the cleanliness, though. I mean, if you get covered in mud, you don't just take a dry towel to yourself. You use a little water. Well, that's true. I I, to- I totally get this, but I mean, I guess what gets me is they say it saves on toilet paper, but. Uh, do these things like you still have to wipe yourself off after the thing squirts you in the ass, right? Well, yeah, you take a shower, you still use a towel afterwards, but water, no doubt, is an effect. Right. So, I mean, I, I just have no, I, I have no idea what this is. I'm sure it'll be a, a comical thing if I ever do put it on a. T- thinking of this, like Chase is such a high living. Well, I got one in your house. Don't I got Chase, oh, you days you. You got your house. Couple, two, three. What is it with you in this podcast number two? I don't understand that. For those of you just tuning in, Adam has a pastime for the no practice talking about using the restroom, people using the restroom, camper using the restroom at home. I just think, you know, if I didn't know you so well, you're just a full (laughs) of uh, number two guy. Chase, you gave me a great idea. I'm going to put that fucking bidet on the side of my motorhome so when some bitches come over there, and it's not going to be shooting water out of it. <laughs> we'll put some alcohol in there, burn some skin or something. Oh, so the bidet is for our European But friends? seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I never said bidet. it. I said it's your poop on. Your poop on. Ah, okay. I see what you did there. Thanks. You know, we're up in the thousands of followers. Thanks for. Now, have you guys uh, ever got a gift pretty, like that, Chase? Do you do you have a? I need to know this. You probably used a bidet. I've seen some of the people you used to hang out with. I'm sure they use them all the time. I know if I've ever ever experienced that. I've only read about the internet and always believe everything I read in the internet. So, needless to say, I'm not. And I'm sure I won't be the guy. What about you, Tyler? If you, but you know. I haven't personally used one, but was this a subtle hint towards keister cleanliness to uh, to get you that gift? Were they dropping some subtle hints there? You know, honestly, I'm not going to go too deep in this. Uh, my, uh, I have two sister-in-laws. Both of them are great. Um, Jill has always been famous for getting me um, gifts 
and they'd be in other packages. So it, when I first opened up the box, I thought, well, this is a fucking joke. And then I opened it up and like pieces were in there and they're all in their packaging and everything's like, holy shit, she bought me a bidet. I can't believe she's like, well, it does save on toilet paper. And I'm going, uh, yeah. And I was like, cool. You know, this is quite interesting. I think I'll take, uh, put me at one of the board. Uh, we'll trade. This is not a plumbing podcast. Thank you. Cast, Thank so. you. I know your plumbing fantasies, but big announcement today, just like Billy Beers. So we have Mr. Excitement himself. Recent uh, fellow competitor edition, Mr. Jeff Burt, joining podcasts is one of the most unique people in pulling, but also be sure to uh, make sure make sure he doesn't leave this podcast with uh, his plumbing slash fantasy questions answered uh, from Adam and his bidet and what he does why he's used. So, uh, but Mr. Jeff Hurt will be on. Again, we got Jeff a lot to dive into. Never used a bidet. I don't know. We can ask him. That could be. That, that's a good question for you. So, so farm show uh, announcements came out since our last episode. That's all we bring. A little bit of drama in itself, and uh, I think we might dive in a little bit about later in the show. Um, of course, it does not have many rods, but one day maybe they'll do it. But, and I'm getting told my dial up good tonight. Yeah, Adam got a bidet, and everybody's telling us that uh, Chase should have got a new internet router. Right. How about that, Chase? Keep it quiet for now. I'm seeing here from Gary, you're the only person. I'm not the only person that gave for Christmas. Oh, a a listener also got a bidet. Dumbest gift I ever received. Come on, Gary. You're not about uh, keister cleanliness? Yes, the, the Kesters are about keister cleanliness, for sure. I mean, the concept is there, for sure, for sure. Uh, despite Chase's best efforts That's to great. segue, somehow we're back on this, so we'd better segue back off that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How much to talk about here tonight, gentlemen? Well, yeah. Recently, uh, rules. 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 You want to get into rules, you say. Uh, I think so we ha- the, the recent – go for it, Adam. Well, uh, um, we talked about the farm so selection. We talked about the farm so selection here with the um, lots of hearts getting broken on the uh, selection process. I don't think we can mention uh, broken hearts. This pool. Everybody's in our fellow chase. What about it? Oh, right. That was that supposed to be a joke? Slow. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, yeah, Adam's internet's actually... cutting out. Chase's is cutting out. I guess I'll just run it. Slow. Oh, okay. Well, guys, our own beloved uh, Chase Richardson, unfortunately, did not make it into the farm show. And he is so distraught, so distressed, that if you're on Facebook and you're friends with Chase, you would have recently seen that... Chase listed his two-wheel drive truck for sale on Facebook out of tears and frustration for not qualifying for the farm show. 
despite winning a single Grand National poll, he thought that alone would be enough to drive him for his shot at making it to the beach, and it was not. Isn't that right, Chase? Yeah, that's exactly why I sold it. Yeah. Uh, I figured so. No, to be uh, – you know, that, the Kentucky Invitational pool they got going this weekend, I got declined for that too. You know, I got I declined so. for that. I got declined for that farm show. You know, I'm a middle-aged guy in my 30s. That single is, is just like uh, just get shot down a few times. You got to go somewhere else. So we'll just send the truck elsewhere and find a new hangout until we get shot down there again. Yeah, maybe maybe someday uh, they'll add mini rods there. And then when they deny you for getting in with your mini rod, you'll sell those as well. Well said, well said. So... <laughs> What about what about your your ruling on uh, NTPA came out on the thing regarding the uh, the the clarification on your seat location? What what was your feedback? Well, for those not in the know, the original new rule read something along the lines of the driver's feet must be inside the frame at all times during green flag under competition. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, but it was something like that. I sent a few emails to our beloved NTPA tech officials asking for some more clarification as, you know, your mind instantly starts to shoot for loopholes and ways around, you know, keeping a tractor running in that organization while still satisfying this new rule set. And I was offered an interpretation that did not meet the wording of the original rules. Not that I'm sitting here whining and complaining, even though I'm sure everybody's going to say that. And so after about 20 days of no response, a new rule was posted. And, well, I shouldn't say that. I got an original response, but the, I think I said that. the What I was given for a response didn't match the original rules. Yeah, I said that. My bad. So the new rules reads, both driver's feet must remain inside the main frame rails even with or behind the rear of the bell housing while seated inside the roll cage with a five-point restraint harness fastened. B, brake pads must be mounted directly ahead of footrest inside the main frame rails. C, feet and brake pedals must remain inside the main frame rails and behind the engine block plate during brake pedal application. So, as much as everybody thought I would hate this new secondary rule set, what I really appreciate is he basically gave the interpretation that he gave to me and made it public for everybody else, which if he's going to hold me to that new rule set, I'm very glad that he at least remains consistent and applies that rule set to everybody and offers everybody that interpretation rather than holding just Bruce and I to that rule set. So although the rule set isn't in our favor, I feel like it's at least going to be consistent. So I was glad to see that pass through. Uh, what do you boys think? Yeah, fellas. So what we're learning here is uh, everybody's internet's falling apart. So I think I'm just going to fly this uh, show solo. Chase, are you there? Adam, Adam I'm has here. left me. I think I think we're getting attacked by. Okay, what did you? We're getting attacked by hater zombies that are messing with our Wi-Fi because uh, we actually did a yeah, test for the gonna... show and it was all good. 
Well, what did you think of the new rule set? I think that kind of echoes what I uh, have said many times in this podcast, but if I had to say one thing in how the process works, I don't think we the the, the people in charge, those aren't easy, easy jobs to have, but the people in charge, we don't always do a great job of clearly making a clear interpretation on rules in terms of wording and what I mean by that when you read it it can be taken three or four or five different ways and that provides mass chaos when people don't can't when when there's four or five different uh, you know interpretations amongst amongst ourselves I've made the suggestion that you know each for the NTPA each class has divisional committees whenever they get ready to put a rule in run that rule by that those divisional committee people and say, hey, does this make sense? If all three of them agree, then at that point, they can just put the buck back on those guys. But I think a lot of so much of everything and all rules, just not mini rod. I think they can do a much better job of writing rules. And I get it like these guys aren't literate, you know, literature majors, but um, or nor are they lawyers. But I think there's something to be desired and improved in terms of rule writing. Yeah, it would be a tough job to do, no doubt. Um... But did you did you like the second set of rules better than the first set? I like them. I like them all because they didn't apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> and when you mention those divisional board members, you yourself are on that divisional board, isn't that correct? For the mini rod, yes. I think I have two more years left in that term. Nice. Has it, has it been a pretty good residency so far? Have you been enjoying yourself? Yeah, and for people new fans of pulling and those that don't know how the NTPA does it, there's each class or division has three elected by elected people to as competitors in that class to sit on a divisional committee. And their job is to take feedback from competitors, kind of organize that, present it to the, the rules, the decision makers, the boards and the, the, the head of tech and so forth. So um, yeah, I have no problem with that. I just don't, you know, uh, uh, there can be drama in those in those seats sometimes, particularly this year. You know, we heck a lot on here, but I don't particularly like hearing that uh, a friend of mine's tractor is outlawed whenever I'm in there and can't really do much about it. Despite what you may you or your dad may think, I promise I didn't tell him to outlaw your tractor. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. What do you think caused more drama, the farm show selection for the two wheel drive class or the rule change in the mini rod class? I'd say the the farm show selection deal is uh, always drama filled, and that's a that's actually a good segue here. Um, you know, they call themselves the, the farm show is a, is branded championship tractor pull. And for those that's of you new those of you new pulling fans out there, if you do not know what the National Farm Machinery Show is, if you like any type of competition or motorsports, buy yourself a ticket. Go to Louisville, Kentucky, February fourteenth, I think, through seventeenth. It is very, very awesome to be in that indoors and uh, seeing the best of the best compete as they, as, as they label it. But championship tractor pull, you know, in all sports in the world, when something's called championship, there's normally criteria to what championship. And sometimes the criteria, criteria for the farm machinery show selection process is not understood. Actually, it's not. It's not public knowledge, and quite to be quite frank, they don't have to. Uh, 
they don't even have to work. They don't have to tell anyone their criteria because it's their show. And if you don't want to come, don't come. But back to your point, it creates a lot of uh, drama when those lists are revealed. And I think it was revealed a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, you can, uh, you can go on and on about that deal. And it is, and it's, it's a lot of classes and there's other classes that, uh, you know, the two wheel drive class, I'm not saying that cause I didn't get in. There's, you are three or you four are. other. There's there's three or four other guys that have better arguments than I have specifically. But at the end of the day, I told someone this. It's like playing blackjack. Of uh, you know, you can have two face cards dealt to you, and the dealer can have a six. And those of you who don't know blackjack or gambling, odds of you winning are pretty good. But you have no idea what that dealer is going to turn over. So maybe they should brand it the blackjack championship tractor pull instead of championship tractor pull. But yeah, it always brings a lot of drama forth. Either way, it's a great pull to go to. Something about seeing that much power, that much noise indoors compared to outdoors. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but like for anybody that's dyno to motor like this indoors, you know, it's just that much more violent when there's four walls and a roof above it. And I feel like that applies to the farm show as well to see, you know, a three or a four engine tractor, an unlimited super wide open, headed for that sand pile. And I mean, the fumes are in the air, which sometimes can suck, but it's also just part of the atmosphere, you know, hearing the noise and breathing it in all indoors. I mean, there's something special about it. I, it's a good time. Obviously I've never pulled at the farm show, only the truck show, which is the same venue, but I mean, something's a good time about the farm show going there and watching everybody compete. And especially with the finals aspect, the way you qualify, it's a good time for sure. The uh, the finals aspect that should be adopted at all national events, as we've said before, that the the finals deal just makes that pool so cool, you know, because you have to qualify to get in there, and obviously Saturday, you know, you you can't find a ticket anywhere to get building there, uh, let alone Friday and the nights of four. So the finals aspect is invitation only, despite not knowing or seeing what the criteria is, but it you know it it's an accomplishment to get in that place and. Uh, you know, and, and out of the 20 in the two wheel drive class, out of the 24 vehicles that are in it, all 24 can win. So it's not like there's a it's going to be a watered down show. It's still the best of the best, uh, you know, yes. no matter who they And take, for those you know. wondering, you know, when we talk about the picking process of who got in, uh, Chase, correct me if I'm wrong. The top three from the finals last year, not a single one of them got in to even compete and try to qualify for the finals this year. Is that correct? No, they didn't. And in fact, uh, this two-wheel drive class specific, the NTPA Grand National Circuit, which arguably is probably the toughest, uh, if not as tough as any circuit. But I think there, I actually, there was only five trucks that got in for that circuit this year. But it wasn't even the top five trucks that finished the points. I don't. That's what the cri- the criteria. No one's ever going to know. And I. I kind of like that. That kind of makes it pretty mystical. I mean, you get somebody that kicked ass last year. They think they're a shoe in. They're in no matter what. They're really not. It doesn't matter. You know, they're not getting the letter that they wanted in the mail. And that's what makes it pretty cool and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, oh, we've got it's, Mr. It's Adam Kessel back. It's in the here. blackjack. It's a blackjack championship tracker pool. It's like playing yes. blackjack getting in that place. <laughs> so I like that. maybe we can make that a t- maybe we can make that a t-shirt for February. Uh, Cause We'll for sure be in the house there. And in fact, I think we're going to, uh, that is a week our podcast is scheduled. We might even look to 
do a podcast. It may not necessarily be in the venue, but we'll find a local establishment somewhere in Louisville to maybe do a live podcast in Louisville because it is a festive weekend. Again, if you've never been, get you some tickets, bucket list trip. Uh, you just better hope you can find some hotels at this point because it's uh, – I think people may not know this, and I'm from Kentucky. This is actually pretty interesting. So the Kentucky Derby, being from Kentucky, is the, is the biggest revenue week in the state of Kentucky all year long. Uh, obviously, because it's a worldwide sporting event, but the Farm Machinery Show tractor pull is the number two revenue generator outside of Kentucky Derby. So, just say that it's a big deal with it, it, it is very impressive. Uh, so to say it's a big deal and it's prestigious is an understatement in that regard. And in fact, uh, I, th- I just saw some commercials here for the first time, um, here recently, here locally, because I'm in the global TV area, so to speak. So Again, buy your tickets, even though they don't have me rods there, and even though they didn't let me in this year, you should still go because we're still going to be there having a good time. And honestly, the uh, the the environment is pretty cool. So I'm I'm glad to hear that. Tears and uh, rejection aside, you'll still be making an appearance, Chase. That that really speaks yeah. to your character. Yeah, it's too much of a. The only thing that's changed this year compared to other years is that there's probably a. 12 let's call it a, a 12 hour, hour window where i can't drink uh, or have an adult beverage where, where this year i just it's kind of wide open if i've been pulling there have been 12 maybe 24 hours if you make it saturday where you couldn't consume so outside so, of that everything will be the same for me really to wrap up the farm show uh who's the most sad about you not getting in it would be your liver that's that's what I'm getting from this. So without further go. ado, uh, enough rules nonsense, enough farm show nonsense. Uh, I believe we've got a little segment uh, planned as a transition here called the Man I Wish There Was Practice segment, correct? It's becoming worldwide known. Yes. For many yes. reasons. So that's when we uh, Man, I wish break, break down some videos of some passes of some pullers uh, where things don't go all too well. And we've got a couple of the no practice podcast man i wish there was a practice segment oh my god that's right and this week on the uh man i wish there was practice segment we are going to feature none other than mr jeff who is this kid hang on is it oh i think i've heard of this guy yeah yeah i believe he's coming on today so i've heard let's see let's see it in real time Producer announced recent take it for a ride. Recently added to the mini rod class and certainly gaining his uh his his stripes right here with his I think this was this past summer, so let's check it out. All right, here we go. Jeff's at the line in real time green flag. And we see him coming wide open. He uh he backpedals slightly, he gets into the throttle. And the whole tractor rolls onto its side. Oh, Chase, what was that? Did you see his foot go outside of the frame? Oh, did you see like that? Hazard. That, was, that wasn't an NTPA pull. It doesn't count. Oh, man. No, I no, saw this. The one thing I noticed here, Tyler, just from a – I haven't rolled a mini rod tractor over yet. As I say yet, it's a key word. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But it was like the running of a bull's coming out okay. here to see this guy. Whenever you here, rolled yours, there was like one Here person. we go in slow-mo. Green light, green flag. Jeff crosses right. the throttle. He finesses it off yep. the line. He goes from it's, half throttle, and right here he goes full throttle. Front end kicks up. 
It picks up. It sucks back down. It picks up even higher. Oh, let, 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 let me jack my throttle a little bit. Let me jack my throttle. Oh, oh, and there the front right tire digs down. The whole thing oh. was on its side. Foot outside the frame rails. Foot outside the frame rails. Red alert. Outlaw the chassis. And Jeff <laughs> is sitting there. And like Chase says, running with the bulls, we see just a crowd of people come running from the starting line, some with starting bottles, some with flags, some people in fire suits even just come out in hot pursuit <laughs> to make sure Jeffrey Hurt is okay. Yeah, it is. We see a man in a fire suit come around from behind the tractor. We see a smart car come cruising down from the end of the track. And I mean, God, I just, I'm very thankful, you know, that this tractor yeah. was able to survive that without getting outlawed. That is impressive. Okay. Okay. Producer, go back one more time in slow-mo. I'm going to narrate this in the Jeff Hurt voice the entire time. Go back one more time in slow-mo. All right, here we go. I'm Jeff Hurt. You'll hear his voice in a second. All right, it's not running, but here she goes. Give it all she wants. She's one wheel. I'm going to stay in it. All right, let's back it off the throttle. I'm not going to let out yet. I'm running bear drive. Hang on. Oh, shit. This oh, fuck. Jessica, come rest me. I'm upside down. Oh, Mr. Jeff Hurt running bear himself. Actually, he he did a really good job driving that tractor. Um, yeah, you can I tell because it's on its side. <laughs> I think he was doomed from the start there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, every time I've flipped mine, my dad always says to me, "Tyler, you did a great job driving that tractor." Yeah, phenomenal job. You know, but, I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you guys here because I've been gone for the past ten minutes here, fucking with my uh, computer, but. Adam, it's been our best ratings of all time while you're off the, while you're off the air. The ratings went up the roof. Now they drop back down. Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, but I have to say, after looking at most of these rollovers on these mini rods, I swear the reason why half of them flip over is because the front tire breaks or goes, you know, breaks off, bends, spindle breaks, something like that. Then the front end sticks and they roll over. Would you guys not disagree with me there? I mean, I, look, the front I, I wheels broke. That's that's what makes it the best class in pulling, no question. Right. Well, that's yeah. honestly why I put the big golf cart tires on mine. Now, my spindles still may break. I don't know. But at least I'm going to give it a good shot of keeping the front end on it. That's yeah. just my two cents. I, I really wonder not to just sound like a peasant that sits here and complains about his chassis being outlawed. But under the new rules for NTPA, if your foot has to be inside the frame rails during green flag at all times, during a wild ride like that, you know, if jeff's foot gets to the outside of his frame rails is he disqualified at that point because there we see it right there his foot is no Here longer we go. we're gonna fucking tyler we're gonna have a rule next week okay like i said i'm is gonna he... say this uh, hold on chase hold on i'm gonna say this so loud and clear so everybody can hear it i am all about safety i want everybody to have the safest vehicles out there i want our fans to be safe lame this will create oh. another fucking rule next week there'll be another rule that comes up oh we're gonna have leg leg restraints now all this shit right. here's the thing they want to keep creating these rules they still after 10 years cannot tell us how fucking long the track is when, when it's double. 300 310 320 then we're at 350 but now we're going 380 sometimes we're only going 280 what the fucking i mean if you can stop 15 classes inside of freedom hall within five feet of a sand pile we can at least get it within 50 feet outside. My, my, I've my seen thing. a couple of tractors at Freedom Hall go right over the sand pile and set their front tires on the other side of the cement barrier, so I don't know about all that nonsense. Just saying, he usually ends up getting it figured out. 
Well, speaking of, Adam, Adam, speaking you're of saying it, Adam, if you're saying everybody, hang on, Tyler. Now he's back. Let's and he and he's got a quick opinion uh, since he's got his Wi-Fi fixed. So, are you saying if everyone has runs front tires like you run that there will be no wrecks? Did I hear that right? I didn't say that. I didn't no, say I, that. I just said I proved that wrong. I put golf cart tires on mine just because of that reason. Well, I I like Plus how I, I have. I have airplane tires from good old TRB machine on the front of mine. And I yeah, like how paid pretty good for them. Yeah, I did. But Adam's, well, I didn't pay anything. Bruce did. Adam is smack talking my landing gear, airplane tires saying I should upgrade to golf cart tires for, didn't for say uh, that. structural. I didn't ah, say that. I did it for funny. my own. That was kind of implied. Well, speaking of long tracks, the next video, I think we can comment on long tracks uh, because this isn't the only video we have to feature in the Man, I Wish I There Was Practice segment. <laughs> I believe we have another one as well that we're going to watch, uh, ironically, also with our future guest, Mr. Jeff Hurt here, but this time not in a mini rod, but an unlimited super. Let's give this a watch. Ironic He's going to set a land speed record on how to get out of the seat faster than the tractor uh, before the tractor okay. quits moving. Beautiful hole shot by Mr. Jeffer. Front end is in the air. He's wide open, probably making hundreds of pounds of boost. Things are going great. He's set to go 400 foot, and the whole hood blows off in a 4th of July-style firework. And there's rumors he wasn't even seat belted in there because if you watch this in slow-mo, the hood explodes, and he just stands up and gets off. I mean, there there is no three forty six. He was going to go four hundred and fifty foot. He was hauling. Some ass. say some say he was actually going faster than Lee Swift and Pete Mizer's tractor when it hit the concrete barrier. <laughs> fifty. That's a callback call to a three weeks ago episode. If you didn't catch it, you'd better go back and watch it. Uh, fan vote toss up. Which one was going faster? Let's see that once again in slow mo. And let's watch how fast Jeff gets out of the tractor. So he comes with the throttle, building boost. He's wide open right here. Tires are spinning, ballooning up. Front end lifts up off the ground. That thing whole shots beautifully, carries the pan on the sled. He's off to the races, probably doing in excess of 40 miles an hour. And, I mean, the hood, three, two, one, boom, blows off of the thing and coasts the better part of 20-plus foot. And to me, Jeff just stands up. He's out of the tractor right there. I mean, the flames are still dying down. If you, you want to talk about safety, you want to talk about that, safety. This guy didn't wear a seatbelt. Yeah, well, if you're looking at it, that tra tractor's almost still moving when he's out of the seat. I mean, the thing's still true. moving. That's true. And and, that's and he takes his helmet off without unstrapping it. Watch this. This 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 is the guy that's all about safety now. We, we is, need to use see. We need to see his thoughts. Yeah. He, just, he takes it off without strapping it in. We need some, to get his thoughts on uh, hey, your mini rod because he's all about safety. They just blew the sheet metal off that tractor, and they're worried about a mini rod. That's all I got to say. They see this blow up, and they're worried about mini rods. I mean, Jeff Hurt is the, the Houdini of tractor pulling. <laughs> the fact that he can be strapped in and just stand up, helmet off, while the vehicle's basically <laughs> still moving, that's impressive. I mean – I mean, look at that. And still goes 346. Did he end up winning that poll? Does anybody know? I believe he did. I believe did he, he did. You down. know what? I, I think what, this could be the best intro of all time uh, with this special segment. Then what What better way to bring the, the man himself on uh, than Mr. Jeff Hurt right now? And we can actually – I'm, I'm in favor of backing up both clips and asking him 
what happened. And then we can get to this clip and then and ask him, Most A, was pullers. his seatbelt on, and B, B, was his helmet secure. Look, look yeah. at that hood, for those of you that are tuning into our audio only. That hood never made another pass on a pulling tractor. Um, I think it was Sunday afternoon on Facebook. Jeff was sending out the feelers trying to find a new hood for that tractor, which he and eventually speaking, got. Speaking and, of that, I mean, that tractor never pulled with that hood, but when he rolled that mini rod, it made a pass later that night. Like, that well, night, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Jeff Hurt. Yeah, it's Jeff Hurt. <laughs> the guy doesn't wear a seatbelt. You think he's worried about the chassis safe? Come on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and we'll, not not to mention the first year he had a mini rod. Speaking of Mr. Excitement, I hope that he uh, he followed the uh, the new Billy Beers initiated guest rules uh, and is a good guest tonight. But Mr. Jeff Hurt from Port Clinton, Ohio, also need to mention he is a two time champion on the Pro Point League Champions Tour this year. He won both the Unlimited Superstock and he beat Tyler and Bruce in the mini rod class uh, on the Pro right. Point League side. There he Richard, is. Did you hear us? Is your, audio, is your audio there? Did you hear anything just happen? I heard a little bit. So, walk so us through that hood Instead of giving you an intro, instead, instead of giving you an intro, we're going to go back and just take. You know, I want you to get out of the story because, you know, we're the jackasses on here with all the answers running our mouth on podcasts. You're the actual guy. Can you take us through what happened when that hood blew off? Um, It was on a hell of a pass. Uh, Oh, like yeah. oh no shit. <laughs> we uh we're going 450 foot easy. We changed some stuff. Hart's got us some new turbos and that. And uh uh it took us till bowling green till we really figured out why it did what it did. The computer was not working, and um it turned eight eighty five hundred right there, just pick up speed, haul ass, and then it pulled down to right just under seven and it loaded just, it nice. Just haul ass, and uh, well, we didn't realize that it was going from where the boost was set at 100, 105 pounds to 150 or 60 when uh, when it would pull down. The wastegates wasn't big enough. And, uh, seem like seem like you like that though, Jeff. Oh, they run yeah. they run good, just not long. Yeah, Jeff, were were you actually seat belted and strapped in for that that pass? I was, and Do you uh, have. <laughs> Do you have a pneumatic like uh, air it's power a cam lock. undoing it is, device? It is the quick. It is the quick release cam lock deal, and the, um, you don't have to be mini rod tight in that thing. It's a little more comfortable if you leave a little slack so you can kind of move around. But uh, I got my ass chewed there when we first uh, first couple events there. Uh, Chase's dad come up, kind of grabbed me by the neck, and said, uh, "I'm only going to tell you this once, but tighten your damn belts." Yeah. Well. Everybody was used to you trying to get that cab forward concept by just leaning forward about three and a half feet uh, in between your shoulder blades and your seat, you know, to get your body mass forward. And and I could appreciate that. It's actually Jeff's probably the reason for the rule. Yeah, because yeah, last probably. year it was you had to sit in the in the roll cage, and now you got to have your feet in the front side of the frame rails. I mean, whatever Chase does next year, there's going to be another rule based on that. So. <laughs> Yeah, no selling your two wheel drive truck. Yeah, yeah. The, the the rules are I get in the farm show next year. Yeah, let's see how that works. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff, which one co- uh, cost more money, blowing the hood off the unlimited super or wrecking the mini rod? Ah, uh, the super was a little more money. I mean, the mini, hell, it just uh, I think it took a wheelie bar and a and a steering joint. 
All right. Our excuse there is uh, Chase juggles some glass bottles. Uh, which one costs more, blowing the hood off the unlimited super or buying your mini rod? Uh, buying the mini rod. Oh, okay. I wondered <laughs> if that would be kind of a close call or perhaps. No, 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 no. It was. It, it really wasn't even bad on the super. The hood was. No, no, I'm sure I think, not. I think it was 500 bucks. <laughs> I think it was $1,800 to fix the head. And it needed a piston and a valve. So what it, what it do there? Did it you get a burst panel or to blow the end of the manifold out of it? What it blow the manifold? It split apart? the whole side of the intake manifold. It dropped a. It actually uh, dropped an exhaust valve in the number one hole, and the mm. valve went up around the back of the intake, went over and hung the number eight intake valve open. Oh, and then it lit the intake off, and that's all she wrote. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> affordable. So 150 pounds of boost, you said you were running to that thing, correct? Well, I don't know what it was there, because like I say, the computer didn't work. But at Bowling Green, when it pulled down and torched the head, it had 155 pounds. So just to put that into context, uh, people like me and Adam are making like high 30s, low 40s, chase up in the 50s with his uh, chuckboard blower. You know, and so to hear that Jeff is making three times what Chase is making is just downright impressive there. It's it's really unfathomable. Really, those motors are like now, a series that, of pipe bombs. Now, now that thing being an, uh, a a nine hundred three Cummins that's been decubed, correct? Correct. How thick are the sleeves? Um, maybe quarter inch. It's actually there's a big spacer. There's okay. a ring on the top that, and then a ring that we press in the bottom where the the original liners were. Now, I when don't we know if you guys it, just made a really thick sleeve to fill the void. Originally, when we bought it from uh, Boudreaux's, it did have uh, a really thick sleeve from top to bottom. Uh, Blackburn mm. and uh, Campbell have built um, an aluminum ring that goes in the bottom and then a steel ring. Just maybe it's basically a short spacer sleeve in the top that's inch long. Okay. Sounds sounds pretty sophisticated, but not quite as sophisticated as the process of you guys destroking your crankshafts. Uh, I have heard stories about you guys taking cutting torches to the counterweights of a stock 903 crankshaft. Walk us through that process, Jeff. We tried that for a while, and it got better. Um, we, we When we kept the RPMs down and it, it, it wasn't running as well, we could keep the bearings in it. But as we progressed, it got worse and worse. We finally had to uh, step up and buy a billet crank from well, Blackbirds. I, I understand it didn't work, but... To those not in the know, walk us through the process of what it takes <laughs> to take that stock crank. I mean, you're really skipping the story here of Jeff Hurt out in the yard taking a cutting torch to a stock crankshaft, cutting the counterweights off, and then throwing it in this tractor with 100-plus PSI of boost, correct? Correct. We uh, <laughs> we had templates that I had an engineer draw, the same guy that drew the billet cranks were running. But mini rods are not safe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or not it's terrible uh we uh and and, and we'll, we'll get into another part of this counterweight thing here after i explain this we uh you take this template you mark the crank and you cut off here and then you have a, another piece water jetted and you put it in a different spot you clock it different or whatever because it was originally an externally balanced um it had more stroke had uh, a lot heavier rotating assembly so we lighten everything up, and you just need to move the counterweights around to make it work. But it just got to the point where the rigidity of the crank wasn't there. But we, thankfully, have never thrown a counterweight off. However, there's been a few <laughs> tractors. And Dennis Johnson's tractor, the, the, the first Shag time nasty. Out, 
they, they, um, we, we called it the rock dino. It was at Ernie Connor's shop and they backed it up and they was lighting it in the driveway and it threw a counterweight. They never did find a counterweight. God only knows how far down or how, what neighborhood it landed in, but it was about a four pound counterweight. Jeez. I mean, that, that safety that, first and pulling for anybody that is not understanding what he's saying here is they cut the, they cut the counterweight off the crankshaft. They water jet out a new counterweight and then they weld them back on the crankshaft. And, um, they do this like on some of the inline six stuff, they weld the counterweight on because these stock engines were only, a, you know, three, 4,000 RPM engines. And some of these guys are turning them 8,000 or <laughs> closer to 9,000. And, uh, the, the counterweight helps keep the cr crankshaft stable. But let's say, uh, sometimes the guy welding maybe it in the best. Not take anything away from anybody, but Jeff, he's attacking you, Jeff. He said you can't I'm weld. I'm not attacking him. I'm not attacking I, him. At I, all. I, I said I've never lost counterweight chase. So exactly. Yeah. I'm not attacking him. I'm saying some people have uh, lost these things and they put pretty big holes in things. So I, I would like to meet the uh, the engineer, as you say, or whatever you call him, where he's like, "Here's a piece of paper as a template." This, or a template this is what you have to take a cutting torch and cut off of a crank and then make this chunk and weld it over here and you'll be good to go yeah right. i would like to have been a fly on the wall for that first conversation hey yeah, like jeff, what Herb, this guy jeff like? Herb, professional tracker puller i got this idea take this crankshaft <laughs> cut it up and weld it but don't tell anybody what we're really doing because this could be a safety issue <laughs> like would you, you have a Jeff, you've been in the class for a long time. When did that stuff start? I mean, you, you've been around it your whole life. When did they really start doing that stuff? Hal Connors was doing that in the early 90s, late 80s on, on that stuff. And, I mean, they've done a really good job. Now, like that one of Johnson's that come off, it was originally a bolted-on weight. It was, say, two <laughs> inches wide. And um, they, uh, they cut a three-quarter inch steel weight, put it on there, and they had bolted. some bad gas or whatever. They, they they welded it on instead of bolted it on. But then it went on the sides instead of two. They were metric bolts, but they was basically a 5 eighths bolt. Right. That was the metric off. bolt. If it was a 5 eighths, it would have held, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we, uh, I don't think we gave you a really formal introduction. We kind of dove right into your uh, tractor explosion and your safety, uh, if you're wearing your seatbelts or not. But Thank you for coming on the No Practice Podcast. We have over 300, almost 350 people watching live right now. Uh, this show's growing, but people like you have fans out there, so thank you for coming on. Congratulations on your great 2023 season. Uh, we're done being nice to you now. Just a couple rules. We're going to ask you anything at any time. You don't have to answer it. You can do the Adam button, which for those of you just tuning in, tuning in Adam sometimes does not like to answer all questions. So feel free to hit the Adam button, but Jeff, We've been praising you. We've been questioning your uh, safety credibility, but the, your seat's getting ready to get real hot. So, hope you know what you're in store here, for here uh, on the No Practice Podcast. Um, first things first, what is this story about you? Uh, and, and again, no secret, there's no secrets in pulling. You know, you have a lot of friends out there, but some of your friends reveal some of your stuff that you've done in the past. Is it true you used to have a deep freezer in your trailer uh, to put your alcohol in uh before you run because you thought it made it run better is that accurate and do you still do it you do it with your mini rods because if you do we might be open to doing that in our on our camp we do not do that nor have we ever done that um we had uh 
water and alcohol mix for in the intercooler because I was too cheap to chase ice around the fairgrounds. So that was a, that was a not true statement. So right. everything you hear, everything you hear in the pulling world is not always true. I did not know that. Thanks for that clarification, Jeff. Jeff, coming off your championship season, you got your big, you got your unlimited super into the farm show. Um, where are you at in terms of getting it ready? We, we, we talked about the farm show here for a little segment uh, prior to you coming on. Is it ready to run now, or what do you have in store in terms of this February 16th um, duel of fuels? I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning to go up total flow with the cylinder heads. Um, and uh, we're going to we, – we've got some things that have been going on, chasing valve guide issues and that. We're just doing a little preventative maintenance. It's got four, maybe five runs on it since it was put back together. Um, I've got the heads off, stripped, clean, ready to go up to total flow. We're going to do some measuring and possibly build some different guides for it. And after that, I'm hoping to have it running within 10 days. Ready? Have brass guides so, in or steel guides? It's got steel guides with a brass liner. Right. So n- nothing says Jeff Hurt more than Jeff Hurt. Coming off a championship and then before the biggest pull in the world, decided to go overhaul the entire engine. Uh, not knowing if you'll run or not. Now we're we're the biggest we're not, we pull we ain't overhauling so shit. We didn't even take pan off. Well, I mean, Chase. <laughs> Just the silver heads, Chase. It's basically wore out. You heard the man. It's got four to five passes yeah. on it. I mean, it's this is nitro shit. I mean, oh, not a lot of it, but you can't say that. Yeah. There'll be the you. Hey, look, Braden Simon said that he smoked weed on this podcast, and the next day he got a damn drug test. I mean, if you said nitro, they're tearing that shit apart week of uh, farm show. Perfect, <laughs> Jeff. I, I love you've been you've been through this super stock class, and I actually saw a pretty cool video someone put up the other day of you driving at sixteen at the farm show we probably should have got it out for this podcast but you've been around and seen it the super stock we'll get the mini rods here a little shortly uh, in a little bit but where the class is currently what's your full transparent thoughts on dual the fuels diesel versus alcohol i know obviously it works for the farm show are we to a point now where you could just run them both wide open because i think both classes could use the the other in terms of sheer numbers like what's your Give me the state of the union of where it is, where it was, and where it is now, and your honest thoughts. Again, hit the atom button if we're offending you on anything. No, uh, I think they need to be together. I think they need to be heads up, though, not uh, not giving the diesels weight and that down there and such. Um, you get them outdoors, and I mean, they're they're finally getting big turbos and all the stuff that's been on the alcohol tractors, getting big cylinder heads, big turbos, and I mean, now they're getting some pumps to where they can run all that stuff and. And making it work. I mean, you take Travis and um, um, Colin Stratter and a couple Rooster. of the others out there. I mean, Roosters. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. They're kind of screwed up here. Uh, he, uh, They're all running real hard. You get them outdoors and, I mean, side by side. One of us has a bad day, good day, whatever. I, I, I think they're, they're getting close to where it just needs to be back together. And it's not like I used to think that one class, the the livability of them, like they would run and last longer. But hell, the way it sounds, there ain't much of a lifetime on either class right now in terms of run your stuff economically. But I might be off on that. I just see a lot of people work on their stuff between the two classes. It's like every class. Everything's getting more and more competitive. The problem with this class, it's real easy to reach down, turn the wastegate. Hell, let's make 500 more horse tonight. That's it right. might only cost ten grand more. 
We do that with a mag, Jeff. We do that with a magneto. Yeah, but the parts only cost 150 bucks. I mean, I hate to say it, like uh, everything on those tractors costs more. In available availability is down, I would say a little bit. So, I mean, I got a question for you based on that. Do you think coming from where you have with the tractor, do you like the long runs, like the the 350 possibly plus foot passes or the the shorter runs? What what tore up more shit? I can't say one or the other is really harder on us now. A long, a, a short, for lack of better terms, a short distance, long time run is hard on the big tractor. Right. Um, it, it, a short run. I mean, versus. I guess what I'm getting at is, with this is, is these runs we we were okay with going from 300 to 330. Now we're at 350, but now we're starting to stretch a little bit more than that. And the runs aren't becoming as long as they, I think from the standpoint I'm coming from here is I think the fan wants to see us cross whatever is the end marker on the track. If it's 350, 330, 300, they don't care. They just want to see somebody go past that marker and then maybe have a pull off. That's just my opinion. I just don't know. There was a point in time when you go from 300 to the 330, the, the passes are faster and it takes the same amount of time, but now we're starting to get further out there. And I didn't know if like these diesels, for instance, really like that extra time um, that we kind of are I going. I think the extra time really hurts this class is that intake temperature is so hot that right. all the temperatures and everything increases. Turbos uh, are getting hotter. Exactly. And you know, everything's just, it's just the, the bombs getting closer to the, right. the ignite itself. And it just, uh, I don't know. I can't say the alcohol diesel any more one worse than the other. I mean, the intake temp's so hot and that, but they got to get something figured out. I mean, I think the biggest problem with these big long runs is it's too easy to miss it. If you're shooting for 350 or 360 and you miss it a little bit, all of a sudden we're 450 and it's dangerous. And Right. Um, I think if I think if somebody nails down the setup good on it, they, they might take it 400 feet. Even if it's set for a 350 track, I think when they when they bring them back to closer to 300, they're a little bit more consistent with the distances. I that's just my opinion. I I can't disagree with that. I think it just it it's a more consistent distance. Um, you don't have your great big distances in between, and the parity's not as bad when when it's a little heavier. Right. We're strolling up there 346, 346 with the sheet metal off. I know that was. About to be a 400 foot plat pack. Jeff, did you, you win that pull? Did you win that we, pull where you blew the hood off? We did. And I think it was 15 or 18 foot ahead of second, something stupid like that. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus. And how how so far do you think you would have gone? Is it true 369? <laughs> That's the number I was shooting for. I, I figured so. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Jeff, okay, there we go. We just finally saw you take a sip of a beer. I think that's the longest I've ever spoken to you without seeing you take a sip of a beer. Uh, so to loosen you up a little bit, in addition to your beer, uh, we've got a little uh, rapid-fire round of questions that we're going to ask you that we don't need any explanation for whatsoever. It's just a quick one-word answer to these. Oh, no, that wasn't you in our little... Uh, our I little think we need to put his picture on there instead of... Uh, yeah, I was close, but it wasn't quite that good. We'll change for, it. No, it, it was just daylight for you, Jeff. 
<laughs> for those just listening on the audio uh, portion for our rapid fire round, we've got a pulling tractor going up in flames. So tattered years ago, Jeff, quick one word answers here. They don't even need to be the right answers. They just need to be quick answers. That's key. Okay. And there is no pass, yeah. Jeff. You must answer. You must answer. Yes. No pass. There, there is no pass. What tractor puller that currently pulls do you think has lost the most money gambling in one single day? Billy Bears. What is your favorite fast food? McDonald's. What's the most you've ever spent there in one trip? Probably 150 bucks. Do you drink more when you go snowmobiling or when you go tractor pulling in a given day? Tractor pulling. The dollar amount spent roughly on your largest pulling explosion slash breakage. Ooh. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You gotta be quick. Don't do math. Hey, he's gonna need a calculator. What? What was that? He's, don't do math he's gonna need a calculator. Uh, you don't have to do math. They don't have to be right answers. They gotta be quick answers, Jeff. Come on. A lot. Twenty thousand. Lot, lot. Okay. What mini rod puller do you think you could easiest beat in a game of chess? None. No, you got to pick one, Jeff. They don't have to be right, right answers. They got to be quick answers. I don't play chess. Don't know how. Okay, how so about checkers? You should have played Jeff. Can you muster checkers, Chase. Jeff? Come on. Chase? Yeah, I can, okay. I can whip Chase's ass in checkers. What unlimited super puller do you think you could easiest beat in a mile foot race? Jeff Hodum. That's fair. <laughs> Greg, Greg Randall versus Marvin Epperson in a one-on-one -on -one game of dodgeball. Who do you got your money on? Boy, got to go with Greg. Greg Randall, I can see that. All right, which one of us three, in between me, Chase, and Adam, do you think you could be in a hot dog eating contest first to put down six dogs? <laughs> I know I've seen Chase have some pretty big wieners in his mouth. So there you go, ding ding ding. So you're saying you um, can beat Chase? Come on, Jeff. These got to be no, quick. No, not a chance. You. Me? Okay, we're going to yeah. do that this summer. We're going to live stream on full pull. And hey, we're you know what's really funny about that? <laughs> One hey, more question. Hang quick. on. One more Hold question. On. Jeff, <laughs> what college football team won the 2023 Rose Bowl? Uh, you're breaking up. What? Yeah, you heard me, boy. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, Jeff is a huge Michigan the Cheater, fan. cheater, bugger eaters. Yeah, hey, I figured that Jeff, I hate to say this, and to all our great Ohio State fans that are listening, I can't can't say we have you. sucked this year. Hey, you don't matter. I mean, you guys have you guys have lived at the top a long time, but yeah. I can tell you right now, you can't spell cocksucker without OSU. That's right. That's right. And uh, I believe my father, uh, it wasn't part of a full poll, but Bruce did win a hundred dollar bill from Mr. Jeff Hurt on a little OSU U of M bet. And Jeff refuses to sign the hundred dollar bill. Isn't that right, Jeff? That's correct. That was not part of the bet. It was not part of the bet. He won't sign it. But who won that game, Jeff? Who won that game? I told him. Uh, who won yeah, that game? You're breaking up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured so. <laughs> bad, I was going to say, you, boys, I have, now that you have this contest on, I did forget to say one of my Christmas presents this year was a hot dog rolling machine. Is it a snap-on hot dog roller? No, like it's not. Case? I don't have that high-dollar shit like Chase Richardson does. I don't have bun warmers and all this shit in there. We got a hot dog rolling machine. I'll light it up. We can do a, a live version of this contest. If if those hot dogs go down half as fast as those beers do that Tyler drinks, um, somebody's in for a long day. 
That's right. Hey, Adam, always be, always be mindful. Always be mindful. We had record numbers whenever your your internet access, your internet connection was not good. So if we ever need to get the numbers back up, just pull the plug in your Wi-Fi. But carry on. Yeah, Jeff, great, great segment there, Jeff. Great segment. Fans are loving it. A lot of feedback, a lot of questions. We're going to be sure to ask Jeff a couple of questions in the of his segment here during the night. But um, you took it like a champ, man. And the one thing I have to ask you about in that of all those questions that were asked, uh, the Greg Randall, Marvin Epperson dodgeball, can you evaluate what went into that thought process for a couple of minutes? And for those of you who don't know, Marvin Epperson is the head of uh, tech for NTPA. He makes all the final decisions, uh, recommendations for roles. Chase's best friend. Greg- Greg Randall is the, the executive director, the number one in charge in the NTPA operation day to day. So what went into that thought process of Greg taking down Marvin? Like you said a quick it best right there. You said it what? best right there. Greg's in charge. Just ask him. Mm. Gotcha. I, I honestly, my, my money is on Marvin. I think Marvin could take <laughs> Greg Randall in a one-on-one dodgeball. I think that needs to be part of our hot dog eating contest. I don't know which one goes first, but I think it would be a great competition. I don't know. Compression socks versus a yellow shirt. I don't know who's going to win. Adam, don't you hurt people's feelings. That's not what I'm this show is about. <laughs> All right. Jeff, segueing you on, traveled, Jeff. Jeff, you tell us about thousands of miles down the road. Go ahead, Tyler. You got it. Jeff, tell us about the time you bought a combine from Indy and drove it back to Ohio. Um, it was uh, – <laughs> <laughs> that was. Uh, I didn't know this was a real story. <laughs> shortly after uh, we drove one, or I drove one from Port Clinton over to uh, what was Peffley's auction over there, Wabash, Indiana. Well, how far we is that? To, we don't know. To give us the um, miles. Probably 180, 200 mile. And how fast did it go? Twenty-four, <laughs> I believe. Four. Twenty-four. 24. Okay. So how many hour trip was that in a combine? Well, I took it most of the way and then got a motel there. And, and <laughs> 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 a hotel. Is that correct? Yeah. You park at the hotel. Doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> how many beers per hour? What was the fuel economy on that? <laughs> I, that's it's, Tyler. It's like when you're tractor pulling, we don't count the mileage on the tractor. It was all about smiles per gallon, not, right. not miles right. per They gallon. count the hours, not the miles. For those, Jeff, you have a ton of fans out there, uh, probably hardly as many as any that I've seen just individually, Mr. Excitement. Tell people what you do. This kind of is a good segue to why you would drive a combine 100 miles. Tell us about Jeff Hurt, the non-tractor puller. You're all family business there. I know you farm. Talk a little bit about through that uh, and tell your fans that they're what you do for a living. Yeah, we got a lawn and garden dealership here. Uh, sell a uh, Ferris, Skag, Xmark, um, Toro. Used to be Simplicity, but they uh, folded on the world. So um, we got steel power products and fairly good sized dealership, all family run. Uh, my dad owns it and uh, my uncles work here with us. And uh, we also farm a couple thousand acres and that. And uh, Always kind of try to stay busy doing something, whether it's tractor pulling, farming, or snowmobiling. And Jeff, I don't know if you realize this, but we're up close to 50,000 different viewers of this podcast since it started. So this is free advertisement for Bill's Implement Sales. 
in Port Clinton, Ohio. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Port Clinton outside Sandusky, Ohio, right, right on Erie. Uh, yes, that's a great lake there. Right on Lake Erie. County. Best, best of the best lawn and garden equipment. Jeff, can you go on public record and, and uh, give a discount? We, know we all hear these discounts. If someone comes in and mentions the No Practice Podcast, is there some type of discount we can get for any future bills and equipment sales buyers, or can you not do that? Uh, we can do something. Okay. So there you go. Tell Bill tomorrow morning the line will be out the door whenever the door is open for a discount on from weed eaters to uh, zero term mowers at Bills of Mint Sales, Portland, Ohio. Thanks I, for that I little feedback say, there, Jeff. I, I never realized my father collected chainsaws until he met Jeff Hurt. And it seems like at least once <laughs> or twice a week, or once or twice a year, sorry, he comes home with a new chainsaw and he's like, Yeah, pick this up from Jeff's. Fuckers fuel injected. You can start it in one pull in 20 degree weather. I'm like, cool, dad. You getting into logging? <laughs> so Jeff, Jeff, uh, he's got like he a always, dozen chainsaws. Every year for the Make Wish auction at Bowling Green, Jeff always donates some uh, some equipment. Um, weed eaters, leaf blowers, backpack leaf blowers. This year, I know exactly what you're saying because I was bidding against Bruce Slaw for the backpack leaf blower. And, and uh, did you win that? No, you did no, not. No, I did not. No, they sure didn't. No, I wanted two things. I wanted a, I wanted a picture of Carlton Carlton Cope's pro stock and that backpack leaf blower, and uh, those numbers got ran up so high, I almost had to ask Chase for money. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, Bruce no, Farm. Oh, that's really nice here. No, just, I can see just, we we see this stuff on the outside. What are some of the latest purchases Bruce has done? I know he's been selling some shit, but what has he been buying here lately? Oh, he's Is just he, trying to buy more farmland. It's hard to afford a dozen chainsaws a year farming only eighty acres and affording a pulling <laughs> operation. But that guy, he pulls it off what better about the than duck? anybody I know. That yeah, I don't think we've ever well, we've never done a former Bruce boat. segment on here. <laughs> Hang on. So the duck boat Adam just referenced, which is a 1940s amphibious military vehicle that's six wheel drive and it looks like a giant tank. Yes, he bought two of them. And ironically enough, Adam, guess who was involved with the duck boat purchase? Mr. Jeff. Hurt. Are you kidding me? I am not even kidding. <laughs> Jeff, oh my God. Jeff, talk us through the process of how you somehow got Bruce to purchase two amphibious 1940s military tanks, for lack of better terms? Yeah, we were, uh, I don't even remember where we were at. I mentioned uh, there was an ad or something up in Wisconsin about the, the duck boats. And I said, yeah, I got a neighbor, got a couple of them for sale. He says, really? Send me some pictures. So we sent pictures. And next thing you know, he says, why don't you get them bought? He had a number in mind and she took the number and I got him back to the shop and uh, we, we did put the one across the pond and it made it. Um, so uh, <laughs> it was uh, quite entertaining. Sounds like money well spent. Yes. Yeah. My, my friends and I recently uh, pulled the carburetor apart on that old duck boat and, and rebuilt it. And uh, we just got the generator rebuilt and our plan is to actually take it out, out on the water this spring slash summer with uh, quite a few people. And uh, I'm sure we'll get some looks and I'm sure you got some looks driving it through your pond. Um, and you know, we've got a lot to talk about <laughs> on this podcast because we got halfway through a story about Jeff Hurt driving a combine. One of two stories about him driving a combine and stopping at a hotel. 
we gotta we gotta finish that, or I'm gonna go to sleep wondering. From Indianapolis. How you, yeah, you stopped at a hotel. Yeah, you, you stopped. speed twenty four miles an hour. You got to go one hundred and eighty miles. You drove halfway, a couple of beers, stopped at a hotel. Everything went fine. How'd it go? You got to have some I mean, stories. Talk about, talk about how you parked it first. I <laughs> uh, just we just pulled in there and in the side lot, the truck parking. Um, yeah, it was that was no big deal. The only reason we was in a hurry is because uh, actually that was back and. Lane was a was young, I believe. Jess was pregnant with Brett. She was on maternity leave or something like that, or maybe maybe Lane was that young. I don't remember. My memory sucks. But we wind up. Uh, we was gonna. Go, I I says, hey, you want to go to Florida? She said, what? I said, yeah. I said, but I got to get this combine to Wabash, so I got to drive that out there first, and then come pick me up. We'll leave tomorrow morning. We'll head to Disney. So I got most of the way out there and figured getting through some of the not knowing where we were going. So we stopped and. Went back, laughed, finished the deal up, and come home and drove to Disney. Main, so, main roads or side roads with this thing? I mean, what are you driving? Uh, I did twenty four around uh, some parts out there in Indiana. I don't remember exactly where that was at. But <laughs> <laughs> so when when I check into a hotel, they ask me the make and model vehicle I'm driving. Did you well, have to funny. list that it was a John Deere combine when John, you checked in? Yep, yep, John Deere ninety eight sixty, whatever it was. <laughs> and was that the first time you drove a combine long, long distance but not the last time Is that, I, that was that was the only time i've drove one long distance dad drove the other one home for muncie he drove the actually it was the same combine he drove it he did it first he drove it home from muncie and we ran it two or three years whatever and sold it at the auction out there and bought a different one then so is the person on the receiving end like, how are you going to get this thing out here? And you're like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll just drive it. Well, that story goes back to the late 70s. When Dad was in business here. Uh, I sold an old timer from down in coal country in southeastern Ohio, down kind of near Archers. Um, old guy bought a tractor from Dad. And he said, I'll be up next week. He said, I'm going to drive it home. Dad said, well, you don't want to drive it that far. He put his hand on Dad's shoulder. He said, son, if that tractor won't drive down the road all day, it sure as hell won't pull a plow. <laughs> That's well, I guess you got a point. You ain't wrong. Well said. So Jeff, Jeff we've been we, talking we, a lot about go ahead, Adam. I was just gonna say, so Jeff, we this, since we're talking about traveling stories here, we always ask all of our our people on the on the show here. What is one of your most memorable stories driving to and from a pool? I know you've been coming or are going pulling since a little kid, but do you have a, a story that sticks out to you of traveling, whether something happened with the vehicle or just something you've ran into across along the way? Yeah, we'll just go with last year on the way to Mount Sterling or whatever. I believe Chase was supposed to ride with me on that trip. Uh, they were pulling somewhere in Indiana or whatever that night and or Chad was, and he was riding back with Chad to Chad's. I was going to pick him up. He was going to ride with us and all that. So we're headed to Chad's and uh, hour, hour or so away. And son of a bitch, if there wasn't a deer in the road, knocked the headlight, oh, yeah. <laughs> hood and all that. So we get to Chad's and we get the screw gun out, some duct tape. And we went pulling. Yeah, you always got a – Chase has had a couple well, – once I think they lost a, a steer tire and they were – I think they showed up the next pool. There was a two by four with a couple of flashlights basically on the on the fender there just to get get there. But 
You never know what you're yeah. going to run into on the road, literally. The other part Jeff mentioned that Phil about mentioned failed to mention about that story was half of the deer was still left on his truck whenever he got there. But <laughs> for the for the uh, environmentalists out there, but half of the deer was still in the truck. Uh, I'll give, I'll give you the real version of it. Yeah, uh, Jeff, we've been talking a lot about super stock pulling. Want to get your thoughts on some rock pulling here in a second, and then overall the sport of pulling. Again, the numbers are great. We had a couple good questions. Someone just asked a question. Get the get your side of the story of waking up on Larry Richwine's in Larry Richwine's house. But this is a family show. Let's pivot from that. But anyway, a good segue here. You're fierce competitor, hard nosed competitor. If you, you and you know enough about obviously both classes, you won a championship in both of them this year. If you had to get three, all right. So if you had to have a super stock driver drive your mini rod for one event that you have to win for the biggest purse in history, you can't drive, but it has to be a super stock driver drive that mini rod. I want who would be the person that would drive it, and then if he can't do it, name the next two that we, you'd have in mind to do it. Oh, top in order. three. Top three. Number one being your your first go to super stock pullers in a mini rod. Man, most of them are. No, 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 they are. I, I guess I'd have to probably shoot for Frank Keener. He's one of the smallest guys I can think of in the class right now. Just without Look at uh, Jeff, he's always thinking about that stuff. Oh, you got it. You got it. The front the end. Weight is no uh, issue. That's debatable. All right, Frank Keener, for your first choice. Frank Keener is unavailable. He's running somewhere else that weekend. Who's second? Your third option. Don't have to be super stock pullers. No, it's super stock only. Oh shit! Well, as long as the scale is gifting, we'll put Josh Blackburn in it. Oh, Josh Blackburn, number two. Yeah, he he Josh might need a cap forward design. That's going to have to be a PPL pull. <laughs> yeah. He's boys. I don't think he's on the outside. He's a little longer. Yeah. Frank Keener's. Frank Keener's had another black one's down with the hangover flu. Who's your third guy? You have to have a super stock puller. Who are you going with? We'll put Bobby Jones in it. Mm. Bobby Jones like hey, Oh, you kind of gray area. Okay, we're gonna flip it now. Super stock hook mini rod driver in order. Who's the first person you call? Then that person. It's not their second, third option. Who are you Bruce going with? It first. Bruce, Bruce first. Because we've had this talk that someday he's going to have to drive it. And I think he likes that idea. And I think we need to do that. I think Bruce needs to own it, isn't it, for sale? That'd be great. Tyler needs yeah. a lot more to do. <laughs> no. Bruce is unavailable that weekend because he's, he's out uh, working on his farm uh, with his individual plants. And, uh, that's another story we'll get into another day. Each plant has its name. Farmer That's Bruce right. story uh, from Tower. But Bruce is available. Who's your second and third options? We'll put you in it, Chase. No, come on. It can't be one of us three. Yep. That, I uh, asked the question. No, you, can't, you can't make rules up after we. Chase can't drive a clutch. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, can't, I can't even drive a two-wheel drive. I didn't get in the farm show. So how the hell am I going to drive that thing? <laughs> well, hmm. who's it's next in been... line? The seat's hot, Jeff. You got to give an answer. <laughs> Please say Kid Vinny. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell. That is it. That's almost like a 
chain. Yeah, Good call right cheek. there. That's Chico. Chico. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. no, no, you can't match the fact. Uh, so there we go in the event. Bruce, Farmer Bruce will be in the run. Uh, and then when he can't do it, we'll go to Kevin uh, as plan B. So, Jeff, mini rods. Tell everyone out there just the, the the difference. What like what actually? I don't even know if what what made you get in the mini rod class. You've had a Hall of Fame historic superstock career. Why mini rods? Outside the bass class and pulling. I think most of it's the excitement of like you say. It just you never know what's going to happen. It just there's it's kind of on the edge and all that. But mostly, I think. Uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm tired of working as hard as you have to to keep a super stock up there. You know, what do you think about cutting the tires? How are you feeling about that? Uh, we used to cut the super tires about this much, so it don't bother me. I just It got to where the super tires were so expensive that uh, I don't touch them. I let Chad do that. Now it's damn near to the point where these things are gentle enough that if you get too deep or this and that, it's peeling the lugs off, so. I kind right. of try to let Chad do some of it too because I, I, I'll do it a little bit, but I don't like to let it. Uh, I don't like to create that much issue with the tire myself. Well, speaking yeah, of tires, to... Jeff, just just how many sets of mini rod tires do you have there on your compound? And I've been there, so don't you lie. I think there's 20 sets sitting here currently. 20 sets, so 40 have 21 because he's buying a set for me. So look at that. That's impressive. <clears throat> do you do you think you have more sets of mini rod tires than any other competitor? Nope. Does Kevin Campbell have more? I believe. Impressive. So between the two of you, you've got in excess of 80 plus mini rod tires. Kevin made the comment the one day. He says, you know, he says, uh, he says, if we get a couple more sets, he says, I think we could tire the whole field at Bowling Green. That's so impressive. Look- so, so, let me so hey, Tyler, question, Tyler, Tyler I don't one. Hey, hang on real quick. Give me yeah. a mark on the board because yeah. this, yeah, this, 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 this is about grown-up sport. We're putting you down. This is about grown-up sport. So for those people who listen for the first time, I think this is a good time. We do talk about mini rod pulling, but we have a, we've had Adam Bow on here. But explain the significance of tires Kevin and Campbell and Jeff have and why that's like a big deal in the landscape of our class. I'll let you one of you two talk about it and kind of how it's been like a tires have oh. been an evolving deal i would like jeff to explain that oh yeah jeff explain it why do you have 20 sets they they make them every day why do you have 20 sets of tires yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know part of, part of the reason like when we rolled over there i mean we tried something that nobody had done on that new tire and we thought well, it was i don't gonna... know about that buddy but go ahead. No, on that one. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Carry on. No, who, who else has tried a one of them with a 30-degree lug on it? We have. On a 2023 tire? Yep. Oh. Just saying. Interesting. So, hey, but, but Jeff, if you change your front tires, you wouldn't have rolled over. That's right. I, you need that, that probably <laughs> So, so it's finish up, so... So no, um, half of it, I, I, in my opinion, is the way. This, is for, this is for the fans. This, this is for the fans, not us, because we're going to give our version of it. In my opinion, I believe is the weight of the tire and and the fact that it gives up when it pulls really hard, and it the tractor doesn't get as 
out of control and stupid. They don't work as good as the new tire. And but they go further because they don't hook as well. And I ain't smart enough to make the tractor work with a tire that works better than these. So I choose to use the old tires and I have run quite a few passes on, on the new stuff. And a lot of people don't even believe in some of them we have, but we're learning a little bit with them. And, um, but you just, you can't treat them like you can the old tires. I mean, you can beat on it with the old tires and it'll, it's a lot more forgiving Kevin Campbell, Cody, we all kind of joke Pro- around that that's our training wheels. Probably more weight than anything in it, because aren't they? It's actually, I mean, I got a brand new set that's within two pounds of one of my set of seat packs. Really? Well, I mean, Chad's been working on the tire, too. I mean, we're talking about when they first initially came out, they're really heavy. And I think it scared everybody a lot with them, uh, just because of the weight and the size kind of changed some stuff, too. But, I mean... The, the tire situation has been what it is. I mean, we're we're working through it. Eventually, those things will be completely gone because you guys own all of them. But, um, I mean, <laughs> shit, I got three tractors in one set. It's really pointless for me to keep one set to try to – I'm going to have to get rid of them eventually, so might as well get rid of them while they're good to Jeff. So, But, <clears throat> I mean, Chase is making these rules like every week now. So what what happens whenever – I mean, I'm going to bring up a legitimate question. So, in NASCAR, NHRA, anything like that, they provide the tires for the race, right? Everybody runs the same tire. That being said, you don't see any 12, 8, 6-year-old tires flowing around out there. They're all, you know, fairly new. So, what happens if, if NTPA brings in the idea to put a date code minimum uh, year on the 2022 if it's 2024 2022 is the oldest tire that you go then what the fuck do you do and to be clear if that sounds I go ridiculous, run with tyler that was, discussed, that was discussed correct right 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 jeff what's that discussed what was to people out there that that rule potentially sounds ridiculous that was discussed mandating there's, a year there's threshold. some people that have brought up but i mean it's never happened in Pullins. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, as, as far as, I mean, obviously that hurts your situation, but, I mean, if you think about it, they're putting mandates on these tires, and I will go back every time. I'm just gonna say this every time. They want us to run a 30 lug tire. They want the width to be this wide. They want all this shit with these tires. They want us to do because it's gonna make us safer. They still can't tell us how long the fucking track is. How long are the tracks, Adam? They're not. They're <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How long are the tracks? But, Adam, hit your hit your Wi-Fi, but hit your Wi-Fi quarter real quick. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just no, saying. This I, is I think, a good. This is a good segment. No, I I heard that was some somebody told me that was a conversation that they were going to put a date code year on the tire, and it's I, like, oh, I mean, never shit. heard nothing like That's, that. Jeff, I've heard, comments, questions, thoughts, ideas. I, all I can say is it's it's never happened in Poland. Poland's always been about hand-me-downs, pass it around. That's how you get up a step. You sell it down the pipe. Sure. That's one reason this class is as strong as it is. One of the reasons I liked it, I should have brought that up earlier, the rules are the same everywhere. I don't care whether you go regional yeah. Poland, national right, yep. Poland. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have everything yeah. the same. Yeah. Right. Both so for you fans tuning in, 
for you new pulling fans that are just tuning in again, uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're not here. We're, we're, we're not here uh, for a pissing contest of old tires with new tires, even though we can piss all day uh, with one another off philosophies or what works, what doesn't work. We're here to explain the dynamics of this class specifically. And Jeff gave his version of uh, the weight and the state error performance and everybody runs their own race. But long story short, in my opinion, I'll let Tyler and Adam have their, uh, their time here. In the mini rod class, there's a new style tire that's not like an old tire. The, they perform totally different, and they have been a challenge. And some guys have chosen to ride the old tire train as they should or want to, just like it's a strategy all anyone takes. And then some guys have sold out to run new tires, and they, they've done well with them. Some have sucked. Some have been good. And – it's just competition. It's and it makes for a storyline within a storyline. So for those of you who don't know, for the first time, we 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 heckled Jeff because he's come into the class and basically uh, my nickname for him off the pack because he he has a lot of <laughs> old Dixie pack tires sitting around. But we're here to inform and and, and grow the sport, not getting a pissing well, contest. I, but we'll go back to pissing right now. Carry on, Adam. You know, I was just saying, you know, it it. Like people do not see that with the tire situation. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I look at it as I think a lot of the safety issues that I look at that kind of make me mad are because of this new tire. And I don't believe we should have all these changes that we have. But obviously somebody's hard on has a hard on for this class right now because we're getting more it, rules implemented than basically any other class, I believe. And oh, they can't tell producers. us how long put the tracks are. Exactly. Yeah, you cannot, but they still want to be, they act like they're the most professional organization and have all this shit in line, but still they cannot tell us if we're pulling on a 300 or 350 foot track. It's been 10 years and they still can't tell us how fucking far we're pulling. That's right. And on the topic of tires, uh, CJ comments. Hang on. That, oh. hang, on. <laughs> I got, hang on. Adam, I got to say this. If they if they mandate your front tires and all mini rods, and everyone has to run your front tires, can we run as far as we want to run? I don't give a fuck if we run four hundred feet as long as we do it every week. I mean, no, it's a big I'm change. It, it, it's a big change in your gearing. For people to understand, if you're going to run three hundred feet, it takes this gear. If you're fucking three fifty, it takes a totally different gear. Yeah. It, so it, to summarize, so the tires. They're worried about safety, so you you put a gear in this fuck. On 360 because that's what you've been going for the last couple of weeks and they chain you down to 300 and they wonder why the tractors flipped over halfway down the track fuck you got it in the wrong gear it's a big change but it's a lot of fun and we love it well i don't care that's why i love the class i really enjoy it but i mean it's just bullshit to me that they can't the, figure out for 10 years they still can't figure out how long the fucking track is the the biggest thing for those to to summarize it is it's like the new tires works so good where if everything falls right you're yeah. going to cover everybody with old tires but they are not very forgiving and so yeah. everything better fall right you better have enough front end weight and so Wrong the risk gear. reward right yeah the risk reward is there so like if you're going to like high wager you know the new tires are where it's at but they can get sketchy as a lot of us saw this past year but that makes for good clips doesn't it jeff yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, it gets you put on the internet. That's right. right. <laughs> Jeff, do you mind taking us through? Did you mind taking us through what happened in that 
mini rod rollover wreck. We didn't get to that part, but this is we're we're we're, kind of, we're doing the first part super stock, second half said, mini rod. What happened there? Other than you ran tires, so nobody's ever ran. Thirty degree lugs, a lot of traction. Yep, but boy, do they work now that we uh, changed a couple other things for it. Right. I'm happy with and them that, set of tires now. What you what what did you change, Jeff? Oh uh, yeah, we put your motor in there. <laughs> well then and, you 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 would have really you you would have really went backwards. You did that. Yeah, no shit. We'd have rolled over all that power. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeff, the sport of pulling, we all love it. We all are here to grow it. What is one thing you would change if you're a decision maker to help grow the sport, grow the audience? I know you're Jeff Hurt. You're going to do what Jeff Hurt wants to do, but you'd also like to see it one day where there's potentially a way you could do this for, you know, I'm not saying a living, but cover your costs. You know, that'd be nice. Uh, what would you change to help get it to that point? And you can, it could be multiple answers. I think one of the biggest thing is they need to uh, keep, get more parity in the, in, in the class between organizations, not mini rod, but the other classes. I mean, the super stock and I mean, the mods bounce back and forth and, and this and that, but I think the biggest thing that makes the two wheel drive and the mini rod class is the consistency of rules. Um, right. I, they've the problem is they're too they're too quick and too easy to change the rules because somebody's come in and got something different and winning. You know, it was allowed. You did it, and rather than letting things move up and 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 get to there. They just separate and change the way they have in the diesel and alcohol class. And now it's coming back but, to work. But then it hurts your numbers, and then they change the rules back and begging you to come and then back. it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, just, it killed the class. It's it, it's frustrating how you, you, you all, all things and you separate it and, and then expect it to thrive. And it, it's just. Well, for anybody who don't know, Jeff Hurt is supported NTPA, PPL, any of them, as long as you could. You, if this, if there was a pool on the moon, this man would be there. He has supported everything. They built the, unless they, they make you run your cars. Unless they, they build the tractor to be well. legal. They build the tractor to be legal. They run. A lot of people were doing really good. A lot of people started bitching. They outlaw them after numerous years of running, just like Slaw's chassis. It's not like you guys came out and ran one year and they outlawed it. It was 10 years, or not 10 years, but we're getting there. And, and then they oh. up and change the rules. They change the rules. They run you off. They go and do something else. And then all of a sudden, you're only getting five tractors to show up to the pool. And then all of a sudden, the, the hooks keep going down from 10 hooks. I mean, hell, to win a, a, a Superstock Championship in one of the years, you might only have to go to two or three fucking pulls. But then the numbers get so bad and they want to keep the class going. Then they're like, oh, shit, let's just let's change the rule back. So they come back and then they want you to come back and you have come back and supported them. I mean, is that not in, did not infuriate you whenever you did that? You built the tractor. It's super frustrating, but I mean, I've been used to getting kicked in the balls. I mean, we had a 504 cubic inch alcohol tractor in the beginning and that, and they was starting to talk, separate that, the classes and all that. And um, the guys that were all in there are ready and that Blackburn and Lostick and all that. They're like, you got to tell them it's 600. You can't tell them it's 504 and that. And it didn't help anything. I mean, it just, they separated the class. I mean, it, it just, the biggest 
it, it, and I don't know. We're just dumb enough to keep doing it. Um, it, uh, it, it is infuriating. It's super frustrating. You work that hard and they, they kick you in the balls. And I mean, they've changed it. They've separated them. And I guess I'm dumb enough to just keep coming back and trying again to one of the few, I mean, really. And that's the sad part. And it's part of what's happening. Like you say, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to grow numbers when there's no consistency. And I mean, it's, it's hard for a builder, anybody out there to be building engines to where it's shit's available when they're not knowing what the rules are, when you don't have customers that want to be there because, you know, they're not going to spend that kind of money for a class that, well, hell, I'm going to get outlawed if I win. Is the V8 stuff better than the inline six as far as reliability or is it about the same? It's about the same. It's a hell of a lot more work to work on. I kind of wish that we would have pursued some other stuff on the six cylinder instead of doing what we did. But um, Terry showed a lot of promise when it was, it was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff there, man. He was dominating when that engine first came out, but Drake's yeah. were scratching the surface, man. They were, they were ahead of the times. They just didn't have a few. They had a couple order. little itty bitty things that they missed. And I mean, it just yeah. a little steel hanging in a combustion chamber was the biggest yeah. problem. Wow. Amazing. Well, we're back on the super stock subject and, and Tyler is going to go into our, Another fun segment here, but I'd have to clear up one thing. Is this is the story true? And if it is true, really quickly tell the Tom, you're underneath your super stock welding the oil pan up and <laughs> it blew up the alcohol ignited and it blew up. Is that true or is that like the deep or is that like the deep freeze story? It it is kind of like the deep freeze story. Um the tractor was brand new. Is it the same guy who drove about the same about 200 miles across to a state line so i'm sure all these stories are fabricated carry on jeff <laughs> we're uh i was welding the weight bar on the to the chassis the belly bar bracket and uh we had a um enderly check valve that was machined crooked and it put a ton of alcohol in the pan and then it lit the blow by and the fuel in the pan it went boom so for anybody who don't know, hanging back by that weight bracket is a would you say blow by tube? Well, right it was there? actually it was actually the tube going to the puke tank. Um, I got you. It went into the pan and it did split the pan and it was uh I think it was Jeez. eight inch aluminum and it wrapped the pan up around the frame rail. Holy okay, so, it, uh, so, so it imagine on my face. And it blew the batteries out of the out of the welding helmet. They was probably 100, 150 feet from where it happened. I'd like and to thank the watch batteries for the welding helmet. Just landed in your eyes like no, they were, eyes. <laughs> they were actually double A's. Oh, geez. It was, it was an old oh. Wow. And uh, hey, so, I so, came out of so there. Jet. I, I actually crawled out from under it. And the oil was just like body temperature. I come out. I thought it was blood all over my face. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is bad. <laughs> I'm over to the sink and, that, and then they're talking Anybody about Anybody else the there? Oh yeah, dad was there. Dennis Johnson was actually on the phone with the tire cutter up and uh, with Mark Korth or Hawthorne right. or one of them about curing or cutting tires or something. And he's like, I gotta go. He might be dead. <laughs> wow. Nobody's and, ever been happier to have their face covered with engine oil instead of it, yeah. It's, I, I thought it was blood and, that, and finally I'm getting it washed out and that. And then they're all like, Well, we gotta take you to the hospital. I'm like, for what? We got a tractor to finish. We got to run in Hamburg, New York here in two days. Three days, I guess it was. <laughs> it needs a new oil so then we wind up in the hospital. 
intensive care, all that, CAT scans, and that didn't find anything oh, in there. You, you still went to the hospital, Jeff? What Look, do you I, think? I, I didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> my sister was just starting to work in the hospital at the same time and that, and my dad called her. She needed her work, and, right? She needed work. It, it. She, had, she had car payments. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they get me in there and all that. Then we go to the, I don't know what the hell it was. Dr. Boo U was his name. B-O-O-Y-O-O was his name. And he was looking at the CAT scans and all this shit. And my mom says, well, can he drive this tractor or whatever? It's competition and all this and that. He's like, well, is he going to get shook around? He's, she's like, well, he could. Says, well, then no, he shouldn't drive it for at least two weeks. And I says, okay. We come yeah. back a week later, and he says, "You drove the tractor, didn't you?" Was the first words out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm laying in the hospital in intensive care or whatever, where they're doing all this shit. And I called Dad on a cell phone because um, there was some things not completely finished on the brake pedal mounts and this and that when and we oil just fired this brand new tractor. And the oil pan kind of needed a little little bit of weld. So I says, "Get a hold of Brian Deekman." Hopefully he can save our ass. And Brian come through. He beat the pan all back and welded it up. And they finished some things. A couple days later, I get out. And we I get in the trailer, go to sleep. We haul ass to Hamburg, New York. Jesus. If, 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 if this isn't the greatest motorsport in the world, I think Billy Beers had the Bowling Green battle cry. That's your battle cry on why this shit's badass. Jeff Hurt blew himself up in his shop, welding the weight bracket in intensive care. Gets out and goes and pulls a tractor. I love it. He's like, if I didn't know any better, Jeff. I've never heard that story. I've never heard that story. Yes, if I didn't know any better, Jeff, I would have thought you were making that up. And speaking of making things up, we've got a segment coming up called Two Truths and One Lie that I hope you're prepared for. I did not. Nobody warned me of that. This is the No Practice Podcast. Two Truths and One Lie. All right, Jeff. Well, it sounds like uh, Chase didn't warn you. We heard, but what two truths? We don't have to warn you. No, we don't have to warn you. This is our this is our show. You can hit the add button. So you have to tell us three statements, okay? Now listen closely because Billy Beers, albeit a phenomenal guest, he failed to grasp this. So three statements, two of them, okay? (laughs) Two of them are going to be truths, and one is going to be a lie. Now, you want to tell us these three things as if they are all truths. It's then up to us three to decipher which one of those statements is, in fact, a lie. And you don't say them in that order, either. I mean, it's yeah. not a... I mean, I'm okay. pretty sure the last time people we were like, two truths, one lie, and they said it in that order. Okay. Did we talk enough? You kind of... You've digested this I, I, statement. I think, I think I get this. Now, they don't have to do we take intermission related. Don't be like, I won the Indy Super Bowl in 2006. Like, I do need an intermission. Give me 10 seconds. Okay. He needs an intermission. Do you guys think he's grabbing a beer or taking a pee? Chase, what do you think? He's taking a he's, leak for sure. You can't tell. He's yeah. always pretty antsy. He, he might be. He, drink, he, drinks hot, he drinks hot beer. He doesn't need one in the fridge. He's, he's he got really? a hot. I mean,. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he does voluntarily, but he does in this scenario. But p- pulling fans across the world, let us know what you think he's doing. The, the the comments are coming in. We have a poll going right now. Beer, piss, beer, piss. 
Jeff um, is able to answer with piss break standby while he's pissing on a podcast. I don't know on. what happens quicker, Jeff Hurt getting out of his tractor after a fire or him taking a piss because that was And texting on his time. phone that he has to take a piss. Jeff, we have we have hundreds of comments about speculation of what you're doing. Did you go piss or did you go get a beer? I had to piss. The beer is oh, in the okay. house. It wouldn't took longer. I was going to say, you drink hot beer if you have to, right? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Good kinds of beer. Lindsay Campbell wants to know Lindsay Campbell wants to know if you wash your hands. Do you wash your hands? That thing's clean, <laughs> isn't it, Jeff? That thing's clean. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, yeah, Brian Connor always told me, he says, uh, if you go to the bathroom, wash your hands, he says, because you got to keep your Peter clean. I says, right. <laughs> Jeff, this is a family show. Oh, see, me before you pee then. <laughs> That's right. Breaking news. We had two rules put in last week for Billy Beers. We'll have a Jeff Hurt rule put in for our next guest. They, they, they were not YouTube rules. They were, so not, they were not YouTube so strikes. There was Chase strikes. He was a little worried about some of the worded. Some of our uh, fans really enjoyed some of those things that they were saying. We have to almost put a disclaimer on the show saying that we are not responsible what comes out of these yes. clowns' mouths at some times, but they might be racist or whatever, but who knows? Um, the funniest part, the funniest part about that call, the funniest part about this call with Jeff today, Jeff and I are really good friends, just like we all are. For those that don't know, but I say, Jeff, hey, there's a couple things I just have to say to you because Billy Beers put us in another time zone. He's like, oh man, I get, it. I would never say nothing like that. I know this is this is about kids and family. And then, uh, anyway, as the show goes, you never know which way we're going to hey, go. I, so, I tell my boys always wash your hands before you pee. <laughs> You don't want to touch that thing with your dirty hands. Back in two, two, some more lies. All right, officially pissing. So two truths, one lie. You've had an entire pee break to digest two truths and one lie. Are you ready with your three statements? No. If you are, tell us yes. Not exactly. Give me a second here. Not exactly. <laughs> we're, oh, we're, I'm, we're burning up material. We're talking about bidets and taking pisses here and all this stuff. We're running out of stuff to talk about. Oh, we'll I mean, never run out of stuff to talk about here. I can, <laughs> I can hit Jeff with another question, but is he going to be able to answer that while also subconsciously thinking about the other? Jeff, is that yes? Absolutely. Okay. Jeff, tell us about the time you were almost well, you were late to a tractor pull because you had to stop and buy a chihuahua on the way there. <laughs> that was, that's another one that wasn't quite true. Jesus. That's half the story. <laughs> you guys are getting like, like stories. Hey, dude, you guys got bad information. Sides. I'm not asking any of these questions, so they're getting bad information. Three <laughs> sides every story, Jeff. The, Jeff. the No Practice Podcast trademark, three sides every story. Tell us about the chihuahua alleged rumor. Okay, we got a chihuahua while we was out there, but it had nothing to do with the time we was late at a pole. We was out at Doug Downs, and we was headed, and I found a chihuahua on the internet or whatever for sale. Might have <laughs> As one does. As one does. It was quite a while. <laughs> but I missed yeah. something. People, people buy chihuahuas on the internet. Yeah, yeah I just as thing. one does because not everybody's yeah. Just okay. Like, yeah, I couldn't hear you there. So yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. So um, we're taking this this new dog home and all that, and no big deal. But the other one that I'm assuming they're talking about being late to a tractor pull. I mean, do you got more details for this? I mean, I don't want to to admit to things that 
I maybe shouldn't. This is a podcast. Well, this, is, this is what we're here to grow the sport and grow your brand, Jeff. Always admit everything. Go ahead. The details that I got, Jeff, were that you were running late to Arcola because you had to stop to get a puppy chihuahua, possibly named Godzilla, allegedly can't confirm. Your dad held up the pole for you to drive the semi to the scales, unload the tractor that still needed to be finished, finish putting it together, run across the scale, make a pull-off, win the pull-off, all on ESPN. True or false? False. The chihuahua is a different trip. We was late because it had a wheel bearing from an Illinois hook. And I uh, was at Doug Downs. In fact, Craig Pollock and uh, Jamie Austin helped me facilitate that deal. We got it all back together. Well, I, I, let me rephrase it. We did not have it all back together. We had the tractor back together enough we could get it in the trailer. Dad said, you'll make it. Dave Brazone was involved in the deal. Truckee was with me. He helped drive. I don't think he had a driver's license, but he helped drive. Um, we may have turned around in a ball diamond that trip because we made a wrong turn. Got into our cola. We was... I'd call it fashionably late, but we was really late instead. Um, we get there, and um, Brian Aikman's mom had a handful of bolts for the roll cage. My father, I mean, this is where I learned all about safety. So, so just give me two of them, put two bolts in the, in the roll cage. And we uh, we got to the scales, sent it, hauled ass, made a full pull on that. And they're, to uh, to they're clarify, Jeff. Bolts. You you put the two bolts in, weighed it, then you put the remainder of the bolts in no, before you. No, no, no. We went from the scales to the hook. There was no time to stop. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so, and you wonder why, and you wonder why Marvin Epperson loves you so much. Hey, that was ATPA. He, he ain't got nothing to worry oh. about. There. <laughs> Who was carry the on, carry on, ATPA? carry on the story. So. We make a full pull or whatever. They come up and they're acting like it's blowed up and all this and that. It was smoking a little bit, some oil running on the exhaust. And and old Ken Stout's up there. He's like, but it's smoking everywhere and this and that and all that. I'm like, yeah. See, it's ready for another hit. He's like, oh, it's it's not tore up. I'm like, I don't think so. See, it's just hot. But we come back and run the, run the pull off and it won. Very nice. With two, okay. bolts, with two bolts in the roll cage. How, okay, speaking of that, and all the uh, and all the fashionably late, whatever you want to call it, um, have you ever sent one down the track where you absolutely knew the thing was going to tear up? From being late, no. Well, I'm not saying not being from yeah, being late, right. but like you're running it knowing that it's going to tear it up. Absolutely. Um, last hook of not this season, but the last. Campfield, they run me 375 feet. I pulled the throttle back. Jackie comes up holding her head. And I'm like, just reset it. Pull me right back, though. We pull right. it back there. We're going to – well, we, we cleaned the filter. Kevin Campbell's standing to help, and we cleaned the filter. Everything looked good. I said, dump a couple gallon of oil in it. <laughs> Try to cool it off. And, that. and it holds 12 gallons. So I figured another couple gallons. What the hell? I'd put a little on the ground if worse comes to worse. Um, I go to hit the starter button. It goes clunk. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. We hit her about four times and it shook loose. We went up there and Colin won it. I think, we was, I think we was second, though. And when we when it was all said and done, the piston was upside down, crossways, and in the pan, but the rod stayed in it. Wow. What is yeah. it? So uh, we're getting on, on some other subjects. What, what a, is that tied into the story when you welded up the 903 crank and then you proceeded to win a championship <laughs> at Wheatland? Is that a, is that is that so? Since you can't do the two truths one lie, 
yourself, we're just going to do it for you. Is it is it true about you welding up the 903 crank and then going to win a championship at Wheatland? The, 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 the crank we welded up and went on to win was the six-cylinder. But you yeah, won it at Wheatland. It was, it, it was welded in the block. Um, I've told you, you, well, you well, the extra counterweight, you extra, you well, the extra counterweight. Oh, and then, yes. No, no, that, that was the 903 that we added extra weight on, but we actually had a broken journal in the main, um, at, uh, just before Wheatland. I don't know. That would have been 2011. I think it was, we ground it out with a die grinder, take welded it, filed it, never took it out of the block, put some, uh, Blowing on it, and that filed the high spots, and wound up surviving and winning the deal. So that's the truth. Okay. Yeah. Two truths for why. Let's get this wrapped up for the fans. Actually, <laughs> no. I think we've done enough to try right now. Let's. Uh, I think we got some pulling fan questions that we want to run by Mister Excitement himself again. Record numbers once again. A show at some point we'll probably not keep doing this, but. When you have people like Jeff Hurt telling real candid stories and then uh, the rest says nonsense, this has been an organic and exciting growth. We actually have some new T-shirt suggestions, Jeff. Uh, do you want to hear about that? So last week it was Don't Fuck With Billy Beer's T-shirts. We sold almost 50 for the holidays. Now we have suggestions for the Jeff Hurt shirt that says, Jeff Hurt, live advice, wash your hands before you pee. Would you be interested in branding that yourself? <laughs> yeah. You should always wash your hands. So yeah. Okay. Back office, back office director. Uh, let's hit Jeff with a couple of these fan questions. This has been a great show, Jeff. Thank you again. Uh, pulling season's coming here fast, and it's uh, it's it's fun to 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 get you on here. I've I've told you for a long time since this got going that we wanted to get this up and going a little bit before we brought you on because you do have your own following, whether if you want to admit it or not. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. What you're doing here and that. And I just, this, this, I don't like talking in front of all this. I'd rather drink some beers and bullshit with you guys, but Hey, it's kind of what yeah, it was. That's what, we've been doing. Just, that's what we've been doing. People just been watching. Yeah. And that's usually how it is. Yeah. And if you put Adam's front tires in your tractor, you'll never flip over order tomorrow. I'm going to have to them. <laughs> They're cheaper than the ones that are on there. I can tell you that. I might need a set of them for this, this new experiment in Florida. Here you go. Yeah. You're going to drive it, Chase? So, yeah. So, before uh, you get the farm show coming up, what else do you have coming up pulling-wise uh, um, on, on the Jetport itinerary? Tomorrow at, at Total Flow is going to decide a lot of that with, with how much love the big heads need and where we're at with that. And, and then uh, see what uh, – what direction we head with the new Hemi and the new uh, SCS driveline stuff and if we can get it done and, and get it tested yet this winter. So you're going to go to Florida and pull at the Ocala tractor pull? I'm kind of hoping to, but um, like I say, more of that will be figured out tomorrow with how much work we have to do on the one that has to run. That's Dad's tractor. That's the important one. Adam, Tyler, you, when is your next outing rods? Uh, we plan to run at the Pullers Championship and hopefully at the truck show, provided we are allowed to run there. Um, I yeah, haven't so quite gotten that in writing yet. 
That's a good uh, announcement. The Polar Championship. Pulling fans, you people that don't know, there's a uh, in mid-May that fans vote who's out. Tyler and Jeff have automatic bids. I believe their team. There's four automatic bids that they have down. Votes up for grads. You can vote. You can vote for me. Vote for Adam. Uh, I didn't get sure. I didn't get enough votes. Adam declined his invite. So yeah, I'm a, I'm many classes. Yeah, <laughs> that amongst many classes you can get on and and vote. It's kind of a cool fan interaction deal. I think it's uh, Google the Polar's Championship. It's on Facebook. It's on uh, all platforms. Like I said, Jeff and Tyler, how did you get in, Tyler? How are you locked into that deal? Um, I think because I won Friday last year, and then I wrecked everything and made all of the uh, highlight reels by crashing everything on Saturday. Uh, Making those new, new rules for the tractor. Yeah, That's yeah. Those new in. tires. We we talked about those new tires being just high risk reward, and that weekend pretty much summed it up with reward and risk. The second day. Um, Spe- speaking of risk, Jeff, uh, before we let you go, we're encroaching this two-hour mark. I, I have to touch on the story of you when you went snowmobiling with Bruce and you took a little ride on a luggage cart in a hotel. Is that correct? Can Do you recall that or are the details a little fuzzy? Uh, still a little fuzzy. I've heard stories of this stuff. Can, can you recap us on how that went just based on what you've been told? Not exactly. Well, I had heard that you were riding a luggage cart in a hotel hallway and somebody took a sharp right and shoved you down a flight of stairs on a luggage rack. <laughs> and that flight of stairs had a single turn in it. And you, uh, you, you barely recalled it the next day. The only thing that triggered the conversation was your face hurt a little bit and everybody had to fill you in on that. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. You'll have days like that. Yeah. He's got, C- yeah. He's got CTE from the oil pan blowing up in his fucking yeah. face. But finally, we sure can bring the up... stairs just re-triggered a little concussion there. Maybe finally, we can bring up yeah. a Jeff Hurt story that he can't deny based on his remembering being a little foggy. Right. Hey, well, we <laughs> also have to ask this one other question. We still got a couple minutes here. Everybody always wants to. Know, we need a Bowling Green story. What's a Bowling Green campground story? What what sticks out in your memory from all the years you've been coming to Bowling Green? Hmm. Probably uh, we was on my buddy Sammy's uh, side-by-side, and he didn't realize that I knew the guy in front of us and that, and uh, he had the big bumper on his, and Terry's Joe Stock, the back of his was all screwed up and all that. He slipped. We pull up in, in the middle of uh, where all the cops are, where it's going between the two and that. Mm-hmm. I had three or four people with me and that. I just run into the back of him and that and just start pushing him through the <laughs> <laughs> the cops are not even paying attention. My buddy that was with me, he's, he's hit me and he's, we're going to jail. I'm like, I don't worry about it. They don't care. We just strolled on through there, mind our own business, got off, had a beer, laughed our asses off because he turned around seeing who it was and that. So, of course, he put it in reverse and we still pushed him through with the diesel gator and he had his Kawasaki or whatever. And that was a pretty good night. I've seen you push a couple of people around with your uh, support vehicle at tractor pulls and uh, always a good time to be sure. Some of those stories, maybe we shouldn't even touch on. Some are still a little fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hurt will be a repeat guest on the no practice podcast as this thing grows. Uh, it's, we got to save some for later. Uh, but needless to say, this has been 
our most watched show of all time. Kudos to Jeff. Kudos to you, the fans. Again, this all's happened because word of mouth, because people love pulling, and we all just like to come here and have a good time. We always say it. There's nothing really scripted about anything we do on all this. We just do the same shit we always do at a tractor pull. We just got cameras in front of us. So, um, first episode 2024. The next episode will be two weeks from now, which will be January 17th. We will have uh, some more very highlighted guests. Probably won't have some of the same context as, as Jeff, but we'll be exciting to keep you on the edge of your seat. And hopefully they wear their seat belts when they pull too. So, that's all I got right now for, for my end as a wrap up. Jeff, I plan on going to Florida Four with you. Uh, we'll see you there. You gotta get your ass kicked. It's an easy thing to do. Uh, if, no, if you no, pull no, mini no, rods, no, no. you know better. It's a really than easy that. thing to do. That's a really easy thing to do. But wow! So, so is uh, Chase? Are you taking his tractor down? Probably. If he, I'll take it. I'll have all of your tractors down if y'all want to go. Um, Adam, you, you don't ever want to go. If I, can finish, if I can finish the one over, I'm, I'm kind of slow going here on, on my stuff since it's just me. My Uncle Robert's been helping me a lot. He's actually been doing more work than I have. Toby's came down and helped a little bit. If I can get my stuff, I would love to run this new tractor. Let's say that I do get into the truck show. I would like to run this new tractor before then just so I can get a feel for it considering I have more weight than I've uh, – it should have more weight than I've ever had. but And um, you got your front tires on too, right? I did put them on there. You can see them over there, can't you? Look okay. at those yeah, yeah. beautiful oh, yeah. golf It's unbreakable now. It, it's unbreakable. Has anyone got gotten – Anyone gotten it, their truck show invites? Like, when do those no. go out? How do we know? How I was told, I was told still, they're, they're still debating whether there's even minis there. Chase was supposed to follow up on that. Never yeah. did get back with me. They're still bitching about who did or didn't get into the uh, farm show. I know I missed that segment with my internet issues, but, I mean, yeah, who knows? So Maybe, maybe, so, you, only ha- maybe you only have to make a test pass to get into the truck show. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Are you you referencing the farm show? Hey, so that so Adam I mean, had no connection in the farm show maybe, uh, segment, but I, we were originally going to take our two wheel drive to Florida, but since it get, did not get invited to the Kentucky Invitational or the farm show, we're selling it because it's uh, it's old my bones are hurt, and I'm just done, I'm done I'm done pulling it. Yeah, but we have we can fit two mini rods in where one truck sits. So all you guys in this podcast, I got two in there. We can fit. Three more, so bring them on. Let's go to Florida. We're going to Florida. Jeff's going, I think. So, Tyler, you're not going, are you? Out of Florida. Uh, mine's not together yet. Um, Bruce was telling me we're supposed to get our couple sets of heads and a block back from Brad Anderson. I think sometime in the next week. So we got some work to do yet. We got time. Oh yeah, we got time. Well, I don't put them back in. Yet. To put I them back in your chassis that you currently run, correct? That is correct. We're not building another chassis we haven't started cutting anything apart we haven't bought another chassis uh we don't know what we're going to do yet and we may do nothing and just run ppl next year i'm not sure right you guys ain't gonna make maybe make a roll cage where you can stand up behind the engine i mean nowhere it says you have to be seated i I, don't believe i I mean i feel like we're at the point if we got too creative they would just write a rule against it well you know what's sad here you know what's sad about that man you guys basically have taken the rule where it was and, and, and manipulated it to where it was legal, and it's fine. The rule that they created is easily, easily manipulated. I mean, you could do whatever the hell you want to do with it, basically. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, don't. I know what you. I know what you're saying. You know what? And I'll give you guys props because you guys have more of that in you than anybody. I would. I would love to see you guys build something just despite the rules. I yeah, don't know if you will. I I didn't mean to turn well, that. That's what makes the sport grow. Another Tyler oh, no. pissing and moaning about the rules change about that. No, nah, it's like, all right, it's, man. It's, it's all good. We're all, that's what we're allowed to do. We're allowed to bitch, but it's like taxes. Everybody's going to pay taxes, even though half this fucking country doesn't pay their taxes. Just well, Ken Vinny right. got Ken Vinny got in the truck show, according to this guy. I don't. Oh, so congrats, Ken. We'll see. We'll uh, hopefully one of us can make it in there to run too. Surely one of us. One of us four will. Jeff, yeah, one of us ought there. to be in. I I hope. I mean. Yeah, I, I talked to Mike Ott, and he hasn't uh, replied to what classes there was yet. And uh, I was told that uh, that there was talk there might not be minis there this year. So I guess that's news to us. That uh, I mean, why would why would you not have the one of the only classes there? Every single tractor gets down the track because because <laughs> uh, they have to get another sled. Well, that's and true. That costs money. Yeah. I guess we'll have to say that for another day, folks, because we can just, just get pissed off and talk for another hour about this shit. But yeah. I guess we just need to say, got- you know, visit visit our uh, visit our uh, full pull page and uh, get buy get some t shirts, some gear. Buy, buy some. Jeff Hurt says, "Well, always wash your after you pee shirts." No, before you pee. Before, before you pee. Yeah. Before you pee. Before you pee. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Get the I'm bit- sorry. But- the hardest part of this show is always we all, we all hate goodbyes. Uh, we we've missed you all uh, the last three weeks. We'll be back in two weeks, Jeff. We always do the sign off. Cheers! It's been a hell. You're the man. I know you got hot beer there nearby. Give us a cheers. Oh, you don't have no beer, so it's all gone. Fans, here, subscribe, like, share, tell everybody you know about this uh, podcast. We'll see you again uh, January 17th. Thanks again, Jeff Hurt. Love you guys. See you soon. See ya. That's a wrap. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Practice Podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Stay tuned for the next episode where we guarantee there still won't be any practice. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.